Hey, welcome to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Great to have you uh, listening in. I believe what we're looking at now is what, episode number 15? Yeah, episode number 15. Season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. What stands out with free agency? I mean, it's got to be Christian Kirk, uh, the big money guy, wide receiver from Arizona. He may have been considered the number two or by some accounts, a number three wide receiver with Arizona, but he catches the ball. He caught 77 passes for the Arizona Cardinals in 2021, and the Jaguars need a guy that can squeeze the ball, catch it, and not drop it. 77 catches for Christian Kirk. That probably equates to we're we're hoping at least 60 or more catches with the Jaguars, right? 60 or more. Now, if he can do 77 again, that's great. If he does more than 60, that would be pretty good. Uh, He's been signed for the big money. Um, So what's what's exciting to you about free agency? Is it Christian Kirk, Um, the new right guard, uh, Sheriff, Zay Jones, who's probably – with the Jaguars will probably be the number three or number four wide receiver should be on the team because he's got a pretty good contract. So you have to look at this thing in respect of, um, in, in respect to the players that are there, the new players that have arrived. And of course the draft, the NFL draft coming up as well. We're going to talk about all these great things like Christian Kirk, the Jaguars uh, new wide receiver. It's exciting. I mean, I saw an interview he he, he did um, a little bit earlier to, today, and I think I think the interview was probably a few days ago. But an exciting player for the Jaguars. I mean, when you can catch, you can have seventy-seven catches. That's pretty big time. You know, over nine hundred yards receiving. I think he was what around nine hundred and eighty yards or more uh, was receiving. Got a big contract. You know, obviously with the uh, Jaguars, which is a great thing for Christian Kirk. I still think it's a good thing for the Jaguars because, you know, with the money, you got to say, well, Christian Kirk is the number one wide receiver for the Jaguars. Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, he's more of a slot receiver that's going to, you know, attempt to develop into a number one wide receiver at just 25 years of age. You got your veteran guy, Marvin Jones Jr. I think Marvin's, what, 31, 32 years old. I think he's a 1B. Christian Kirk's going to try to be a 1, but I think with Christian Kirk, with the big money contract, Marvin Jones Jr. got a pretty good deal with the Jaguars last year, too. Those are probably your top two receivers. Um, LaVisca Chenault better become the number three guy. He could be on the way out. There's been trade rumors. LaVisca's got to hold on to the ball. And not drop it. Then you got Zay Jones, maybe the number three or number four guy. So we'll talk about the free agents. Um, you know, there's been some players that have left the Jaguars, been some new players that have come in. So you've seen an, an influx and an evolution of some new players coming in, some players leaving. So you got to think, hey, does this mean better times are ahead? We've looked at four wins. What is it? Four wins in the last two years. Something like that. One and fifteen, and a three and fourteen. That's four wins in the last uh, uh, two years. You got to think when you coach Doug Peterson coming in, the Jags got to be good for you know. And uh, Trevor Lawrence moving into his second year as a quarterback, you got to be thinking the Jaguars are going to get at least they're going to get it done with six or seven wins, right? 
any more than that would be gold in uh, year one of um, Jaguars' new head coach, you know, Doug Peterson. That's kind of what I'm thinking off the top of my head. We're going to talk more about the Jaguars. I want to tell you about our sponsors, Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Great creation tools, incredible enhancements and improvements over the last uh, year and a half, two years with Anchor. And we've been with Anchor the in, really the entire time we've done the podcast here at the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I uh, also want to thank uh, Saucer Realty. Great, uh, I mean, great real estate listings, home residential, uh, business, commercial real estate. Saucer Realty, you can find a link to Saucer Realty on our website at bigjreport.com. That's uh, Saucer Realty and Capital. Uh, scroll our homepage at bigjreport.com, and uh, you know, you'll find the link for Saucer Realty. Click on the link, and then you can explore Saucer Realty and you know, some of their listings and how to get in touch with Larry Saucer and his staff with Saucer Realty. We also want to thank LakeUfallHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They got Rock Saturdays, obviously, on Saturdays. Um, let's see, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights. They got deep cuts, deep cuts, deep tracks, unique songs uh, late at night. LakeUfallHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They got the deep cuts, the album tracks, the unique songs late at night, rock Saturdays, great classic rock on Saturdays. Uh, they got recognizable hits basically during the daytime. You'll love the recognizable, you know, rock and pop uh, songs from days gone by, you know, recognizable hits. And then, of course, you've got, uh, you know, basically classic rock on Saturday with rock Saturdays. Uh, in the evening time, hits 2000s uh, from 2000 on. Man, that represents, what, about 20, uh, 21, 22 years of music now on uh, hits 2000s Monday through Friday nights. And again, the deep tracks, deep tracks, deep cuts, album tracks, unique songs late at night with LakeUfallHits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. Don't forget about the uh, Internet Radio Wednesday Night Music Request Show with Mad Max at Mad Max. Uh, actually, it's what is it? MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. But we have links for the for the show on our website at BigJReport.com. Officially, it is uh, MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. You can go to our website at BigJReport.com to the outside the box section or the Neighbors 2 section where we have the concert listings that we, we update for North Florida and surrounding areas. So uh, check it out. The Mad Max Mix, the Internet Radio, Wednesday Night Musical Request Show uh, with Mad Max and Mad Max Mix, 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock Central Time on Wednesday nights. That's 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. On Wednesday nights, Max gets listeners from, gets calls from Alabama, Georgia, Florida, way up in Michigan, you know, all over the place. Kind of like, you know, listenership here on our podcast with the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So we do want to thank the Mad Max Mix uh, for being one of our cherished, our cherished sponsors right here at the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And the great thing about the Teal Shirt Report podcast Heck, we're listened to in as many as 36 states. 
listened to all over the world. Northern Ireland, probably the, you know, they're probably our biggest international destination. We got the UK, Newport, Wales area, Bangladesh is new, Brazil, Canada, France, Puerto Rico. I mean, anywhere in the world internationally, you can listen to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We got more of the uh, podcast coming up. We're going to take a look at North Florida Entertainment. Uh, continue to kind of, uh, you know, where we're going to kind of cruise the Jaguar situation and talk about the free agent players, the new free agent players. There's been a lot of comings and goings. Of course, A.J. Can no longer with the Jaguars. He moved on, had some injury problems last year, and quite frankly, some, you know, some playing problems where, you know, maybe at times he really wasn't playing that well. But he's moved on to the Houston Texans. Maybe A.J. Can needed a, a fresh start. The Jaguars have signed uh, left tackle Cam Robinson um, to the franchise tag. So he'd be with the Jaguars at least one more year. Uh, the Jaguars franchise tag the left tackle Cam Robinson. Got some new free agents coming into the mix like right guard uh, Sheriff, who the Jaguars signed, who became a free agent from the Washington Redskins, Washington football team. I guess they're now known as the Washington Commanders, Jaguars signed Christian Kirk, you know, and we've certainly, it's been well documented talking about how the Jaguars have needed a guy that can actually catch and hold on to the ball. I think he's the guy. Christian Kirk, 77 catches with Arizona last year. Jaguars also signed uh, Zay Jones in free agency who started his career with the Buffalo Bills. I think he played like two years with Buffalo. One of his seasons was really, really Pretty good for, for a second-year guy. Uh, then he got moved to the Raiders and has been with the Raiders for, what, the last year or two. And now, you know, after his uh, rookie deal, I guess, uh, concluded after four years of being with Buffalo and the Raiders. Heck, I guess he was with the Oakland Raiders part of the time, the Las Vegas Raiders part of the time, I believe. But in any event, Zay Jones has been in the NFL for four years. And now he's, you know, he was eligible to become a free agent. Raiders decided uh, not to act and to keep him. And so he went right out to free agency. The Jaguars signed Zay Jones. Obviously, Christian Kirk is a big money guy. Zay Jones got some pretty good money, too. Christian Kirk is going to be, you know, basically the number, with all the money he's going to make, Christian Kirk going to be the number one wide receiver. But technically, Christian Kirk is probably a number one or number two in the Jaguars scheme or number one, A, one B. You got Marvin Jones Jr. And, you know, I mean, I'd love to see Marvin Jones Jr. have a big year with the Jaguars. Uh, Christian Kirk is going to have a lot of footballs uh, coming his direction. You know, after all, he made the 77 uh, catches last year. Uh, with Arizona, now he's with Jacksonville. Christian Kirk's originally from Arizona, so it was kind of a tough decision for him to come to Jacksonville, but he gets, he's kind of said that he uh, kind of likes what the Jaguars are doing now. He likes the uh, the young second-year quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. So we'll see what happens. NFL world kind of reacted uh, to shocking Christian Kirk contract. Well, you know, the Jaguars knew they'd have to overpay for some players uh, like Christian Kirk. Even the Zay Jones contract is some pretty good money for Zay Jones. Uh, 
the sheriff, Brandon Sheriff, isn't that his name, Brandon Sheriff, who was with uh, the Washington no football, Washington football team, the old Washington Redskins, Brandon Sheriff, uh, big right guard. Um, you know, we told you, you know, he's a veteran. Brandon uh, Sheriff is now 30 years of age, was born back in 1991, about six foot five, big guy, obviously well over 300 pounds playing that, playing that right guard. Um, he is, he's, uh, he's about six foot five, 315 pounds, and will play right guard for the Jaguars. Who plays left guard? Well, it's not going to be Andrew Norwell because he went to the Washington commanders and is signed with them. So we're starting to, you know, kind of think that the left guard situation may be, uh, taken care of in the upcoming NFL draft around April the 28th of 2022 so we'll talk about that about the way we think the draft is leaning the way it should go the way we hope it doesn't go but you never know i mean general managers trent balky you know and we know that you know people's uh you know people's problems or are people not being satisfied with trent balky as a gm has been well documented some people like general manager Trent Baalke, but obviously not everybody does across the NFL circles. Uh, I did hear Christian Kirk say some good things about Trent Baalke, the way things, the, the direction things are heading in. But Christian Kirk probably likes the direction things are heading in for him with, with that big monster contract he signed with the Jaguars. We'll talk more about it all. We got North Florida Entertainment coming up and much, much more. You are listening to the Teal Shirt Report on this beautiful March 27th in Jacksonville, Florida. Getting a little warmer in the afternoon now. Sunny, clear skies. Um, 77 degrees is what we're looking for the high to get up to. Slightly warmer in the afternoon now. And low temperatures, clear skies at night. Low temperatures in the lower 50s late at night and early in the morning uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. We'll continue with more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up a lot, a lot coming up. North Florida Entertainment, more on the Jaguars. Alex Nunry's got some reports for us, too, with other area sports during the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So we got more coming up. Stand by and stay tuned. Hey, you're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report. Let me give you a Duval. First of all, beautiful weather here in North Florida. Man, if you want to find a place to live in North Florida, you want to move here, find a new place in North Florida, remember Saucer Realty. That's right, Saucer Realty. Saucer Realty in Capital. You'll find the link for Saucer Realty on our website at BigJReport.com. That's BigJReport.com. Scroll the homepage to our 24-7 weather information. Right now, immaculate weather. Man, mostly sunny during the day. Clear skies at night most of the time. High temperatures getting up into the 70s. Lows at night, lower 50s or thereabouts. We've had our share of rain in March. Let me make sure I make you aware of that. We've had well over 10 inches of rain during the entire month of March, but the last couple of days, March 26th and March 27th, have been just incredible, immaculate weather days. Beautiful. 
uh, here in Jacksonville and uh, North Florida and surrounding areas. Uh, we were talking about the free agents earlier. You know, there's about seven main guys that were signed, and we talked about all of them uh, back on the episode show number 14. So if you missed the last episode, I'm also going to recommend that you go back and listen to episode show number 14. I would appreciate it, and it'll also bring you up to date with what's going on with, you know, the latest uh, pre-agent guys that the Jaguars are investing in and have signed. Um, the Jags signed, um, you know, off the bat, they got what, uh, my three guys on defense and two Nigerian guys that, uh, their names were really hard to pronounce and I pronounced them on the last episode. So go back and listen to that. We also got cornerback, the Jaguars got cornerback Darius Williams, who is originally from North Florida, played his high school ball. What was that? At Creekside, right? And, um. Some people said he may have actually taken less money to come to Jacksonville because he wanted to come back home. He was a cornerback from the um, Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl team, Super Bowl winning team from last year. But he wanted to come back to Jacksonville. He's he's through that rookie deal, and now he's, he's signed for some pretty good money with the Jaguars. You got Darius Williams, and then you got the uh, linebacker and the defensive tackles that were signed on offense. We talked about, you know, the receivers. Uh, the offensive lineman, Brandon uh, Sheriff. Um, so a lot of things going on, some new players coming in, uh, some players leaving while Brandon Sheriff comes in to play right guard. It looks like Andrew Norwell is gone. He's headed to the Washington football commanders, the Washington football team, formerly the Washington Redskins. So the void will be at left guard. The Jaguars did re-sign uh, Will Richardson for another year. Um, and, and Will Richardson is predominantly and most likely will be a backup. Same thing with Tyler Shatley, although Tyler Shatley uh, could start if Brandon Linder decides to retire or moves on. You know, perhaps there's a deal worked out for him to go to another team. Um, that was kind of where we were at in the last episode, episode um, number 14, and this is episode show uh, number 15 as well. So you are tuned in. You are tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, and we do appreciate you listening in. Here we go, Duval, episode show number 15 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We hope you had a chance to hear 14, the previous episode, where we talked about all the free agents, mispronounced the two Nigerian defense players. We mispronounced their names, uh, tried to correct it the best we could, but looks like some good players signed on defense, along with Darius Williams, a cornerback, uh, originally from North Florida. Played at um, Creekside, right? Creekside High School. Then went on to play at Alabama. Birmingham, we talked about him in the last podcast. He, you know, he came to the Jaguars from the Los Angeles Rams. So basically, Darius Williams won a Super Bowl ring 
with the Los Angeles Rams during his, you know, rookie deal he had with the Rams. So now he's signed with the Jaguars. There's even some people said, hey, I think he took less money to come home to Jacksonville. And that makes me feel good because you know the guy wants to be here. And those are the kind of players we want here. We we do know there's players that have been thrown a lot of money in the past and now in the present and probably will happen in the future. Although GM Trent Baalke says we hope we don't have to sign and spend as much in free agency as we have this year in the future. Sounds like Trent Baalke is planning to be in Jacksonville for a while. Um, you know, as you know, the executive vice president deal, well, that's kind of been put off. Rick Spielman didn't get hired. Uh, neither did the other guy that interviewed Rick Smith, who used to be with the Houston Texans. So it looks like right now it's, uh, going into the draft, at least for now, it's going to be general manager Trent Baalke and head coach Doug Peterson's ball game moving into the draft, which will be on April the 28th. The Jags have opened some eyes of, um, you know, fans, management, uh, the NFL in general in regards to what they've done in free agency. Hey, if you're looking to move to this beautiful area, and man, we've had some beautiful weather uh, the last couple of days, mostly sunny during the day, clear skies at night, high temperatures uh, penetrating up into the 70s. Low 70s. I think today we're going to get up actually to around 77 or so. Uh, we hit 72 a couple of days ago, but primarily after we got all that rain, over 10 inches of rain uh, here in uh, Duval, North Florida, Jacksonville area. I know, you know, measuring the rainfall, we've gotten well over 10 inches of rain during this month, the month of March. Now we finally, we finally had a couple of real good weather days. Mostly sunny during the day, clear skies at night. You can't ask for much better than than uh, high temperatures in the 70s during the afternoon. Lows at night after midnight dropping down to the lower 50s. Been just outstanding weather. Clear at night. Mostly sunny uh, during the daytime after all the rains left us, you know, two or three days ago. So great weather. Great place to move to. You know, people love the weather in Florida, particularly North Florida, because, you know, we have hot summers, but uh, cools down a little bit, you know, during the winter and early spring uh, here in Duval, North Florida. And if you're looking for a, a new home piece of property, uh, whether it's home residential, business or commercial real estate, remember Saucer Realty. Saucer Realty sanctioned to do uh, real estate in uh, Jacksonville, Gainesville, uh, Live Oak Lake City, and most all areas in between. I think uh, Larry told me the other day, he, uh, uh, I think he uh, had a listing down near Orlando somewhere. So, so Larry, I mean, he's all over. North Florida and even south of North Florida a little bit. So if you want to click on Saucerility and Capital, go to our website at BigJReport.com. BigJReport.com. Scroll the homepage. Keep scrolling until you get down to our 24-7 North Florida and surrounding area weather information. And you'll find a link about halfway through the weather uh, for uh, Saucerility. So... Again, Larry Saucer and his staff at Saucer Realty and Capital, they do a great job in real estate, whether you're buying or selling home, residential, business, or commercial real estate. 
remember saucerility. And hey, for uh, you know, for podcasting, let me tell you, we've uh, dealt with Anchor.fm ever since we started the Teal Shirt Report podcast back in mid-January of 2020. We started the podcast about about two months before the pandemic, you know, ever started, right? So here we are. Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to do a podcast, great creation tools. We've seen a lot of enhancements and improvements over the last year and a half or so to two years uh, with Anchor that uh, the Tail Shirt Report podcast um, has been involved with Anchor.fm being basically the, the studio where we can create our podcast. And it's officially known as Anchor by Spotify, but uh, Anchor.fm, that's how you find them. Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, great creation tools. We've seen plenty of enhancements and improvements over the last year and a half, almost two years now. want to thank our, our sponsors, LakeUfallHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And don't forget about the Mad Max Mix, MadMaxMix.Weebly.com, internet radio, Wednesday night musical quest show, 6 to 8 central time, 7 to 9 o'clock. Eastern Time on Wednesday nights. Uh, tune into Mad Max, the Mad Max Mix. Uh, he'll let you know during the show how you can make your request. Some people, I think, text Max request. I, you know, I, I'll text him a request or two. I've also had the privilege of being interviewed uh, by Mad Max on his show. So sometimes you might hear me on there. Um, you know, once out of the month, twice out of the month. I think you hear uh, JC on there from time to time as well. Our freelance, uh, our BigJReport.com freelance writer and Teal Shirt Report podcast producer, JC. Also want to thank Alex Nunnery. He does a good job helping to produce our our podcast as well. And, of course, Alex Nunnery is our BigJReport.com sports reporter. Uh, Jacksonville Iceman, the hockey, they lost a tough one to the Everblades 3-1. to one. On Saturday night, March 26th, we'll take a look at East Coast uh, Hockey League happenings as well. The Icemen have been really been really hot most of the season. You know, they've had their their down you know down streaks too, where they I know they've had a winning streak this year of nine games in a row. They've won six in a row, and then they've had, you know they've gone through a, a couple of stretches where they you know they've lost two or three games here or there. So the Jacksonville Icemen. Big part of obviously uh, North Florida entertainment, and of course other area sports, you know as well. Um, we're going to take a look at uh, if I can if I can pull it up real quickly. We're going to pull up the East Coast Hockey League standings, and uh, you know normally I don't have a issue with doing that. Let me see if we can pull that up. East Coast Hockey League. Going to pull up the East Coast Hockey League standings um, to let you know what's going on uh, with the East Coast Hockey League. Jacksonville Iceman lost a tough one to the Everblades. Uh, final score was the Everblades 3, the Iceman 1 on Saturday night, March the 26th. So we enjoy keeping up to date with the Jacksonville Iceman. North Florida Entertainment, all types of North Florida Entertainment, including the concerts in and around Jacksonville. Um, there's a nice venue in Orange Park, St. Augustine Amphitheater. So we, we do check concerts from North Florida and surrounding areas as well. That's right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, sponsored by Anchor.fm. 
simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, sauce or realty for your real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, sauce or realty. You can find the link to Sauce Realty on our website at bigjreport.com. Scroll the homepage until you get to the weather information, and you'll find the link for Sauce Realty. LakeyFallHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And, of course, the Wednesday night music request show. You'll hear uh, you know, classic rock, uh, pop songs, and your request at madmaxmix.weebly.com or go to bigjreport.com. You'll find the link on the Neighbors 2 section or our Neighbors 2 page or even the Outside the Box section as well. So you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, and we got much more coming up. I think we're going to also take a look at a bit of a, you know, it's always fun to take a look at a mock draft with the draft coming up and, you know, about a month from now, late in April, about April 28th is the first day of the draft. We'll talk about the draft as well. We'll be right back as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Okay, we're going to continue along with more of the Teal Shirt Report, talking about free agency, also also the upcoming draft uh, coming up for the Jacksonville Jaguars beginning right around April uh, the 28th. Uh, we're also going to talk about hockey, Jacksonville Iceman to hockey. Uh, some of the latest action, the Jacksonville Iceman did lose to the Florida Everblades 3-1. to one. Um, That was at Jacksonville. At the uh, Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena, the Florida Everblades 3, the Jacksonville Iceman 1, uh, back on Saturday night, March the 26th. To pull up the standings, let's pull up the East Coast Hockey League standings where, you know, the Icemen have been on some stretches where they won nine games in a row, six games in a row this year, but they've also had some 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 stints where they might have lost two or three games in a row. So let's pull up the standings. Let's take a look at the Eastern Conference, the Icemen have dropped back a little bit. They've won two out of their last five games. Right now, they have come from almost nowhere. The Reading Royals are on the way up, man. They've been kind of hot. The Reading Royals, 82 total points in the standings. The Atlanta Gladiators with 82. Florida Everblades with 80. Newfoundland with 75. Jacksonville Iceman with 75. Uh, Orlando Solar Bears with 64 points. You switch over to the Western uh, Conference of the East Coast Hockey League. The uh, Toledo Walleye won three out of their last five. It looks like they've kind of got things in control in the Western Conference. Uh, the Toledo Walleye with 85 total points in the standings. The Utah Grizzlies with 77. Fort Wayne Comets have been coming. The Fort Wayne Comets, 75 total points in the standings. A Rapid City Rush. 73 points. Idaho still hit 71. Cincinnati Cyclones with 69 points. And the Wheeling Nailers with 67. Tulsa Oilers with 65 points. Those are some of the, the top teams in the top half of the East Coast Hockey League. We always enjoy talking about the East Coast Hockey League. Jacksonville Iceman in their fifth year now. You know, having a, having a good year. They've they've dropped. They have dropped a little bit in the standings, but I'm going to tell you, I have a lot of confidence in Bob Arabolo, the ownership and management group of the Jacksonville Iceman. As they're going to go down the stretch, 
they're going to work hard to uh, garner an East Coast Hockey League playoff spot. And again, we've been talking about doing an interview with Bob Arabo, and I know that's coming sooner or later. And I hope it'll be sooner than later, of course. Uh, we'll take a look at also, we want to take a look at uh, semi-pro football. I got a lot of good friends I talked to on Facebook that play semi-pro football. We got the semi-pro football uh, fans out there, of course. So let me pull up some scores. Semi-pro football, the Argyle Avengers 34, the Jacksonville Blackhawks nothing. Final score on Saturday night, March the 26th. And I have some more scores also from the APDFL Football League, which is uh, kind of pretty cool league. And uh, the APDFL, I mean, they got teams all over the southeast. The EA, let's see, the EAFL has teams all over Florida and Georgia. There's the FCFL, a lot of spring uh, football, semi-pro football going on. So uh, we'll attempt to bring up some um, some semi-pro football scores. We gave you the Avengers 34 to nothing win. Uh, you know, they had a really a nice win over the Jacksonville Blackhawks, 34 to nothing. Um, some other games, let's see, the Savannah Falcons. Savannah Falcons were involved in a, an ultimate low-scoring game against the Jacksonville Spartans. Uh, the Savannah Falcons actually won that game 5 to nothing. I talked to Coach uh, Pedroza. Uh, with the Jacksonville Spartans, he, he said, yeah, man, it was a low-scoring game. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what they got uh, in that uh, particular EA-FL uh, League game. So we're going to pull up some more scores from semi-pro football. I know the Jacksonville Sharks are going to be starting soon, too, with indoor arena football with the National Arena Football League. But uh, let's take a look at the scoreboard that we've got for not only the APDFL, and I know we don't have all the games, but we have a good many in the Southeast we're going to give you. Also some EAFL uh, league games as well. Semi-pro football uh, in the APDFL. And we want to thank our good friend David Martin for providing us with a lot of the scores. In semi-pro football in the APDFL, the Pensacola Jets 28, the Georgia Knowles 26, a final. Plus, other scores across the FBDFL, the Columbus-Georgia Storm, 19, the Florida Falcons, 6, a final. Florida Falcons, I believe, play their games right here in Jacksonville. I, I think they play at the Bowl School, actually. I'll find out more about that. But it was the Columbus-Georgia Storm, 19, the Florida Falcons, 6, a final on Saturday night, March 26th of 2022. Some other scores from across the APDFL, the Crescent City Kings, 31, the Mississippi Dynasty 26. The Crescent City Kings are the defending champions of the APDFL. Again, it was the Crescent City Kings 31, the Mississippi Dynasty 26. A final, the Bayou or Bayou uh, Lavombe Cardinals 21, the Alabama Blackhawks 17, a final on Saturday night, March 26th of 2022. And now let me mention these EAFL scores. You know, I went to an EAFL game, you know, a few weeks ago. Argyle uh, was playing the Bold City Thunder and lost 22-16 to 16 a few weeks ago, but they've been winning ever since. In the EAFL, the Argyle Avengers 34, the Jacksonville Blackhawks, nothing a final. Uh, EAFL semi-pro football, the Savannah Falcons 5, the Jacksonville Spartans, nothing a final on Saturday uh, March 26th of 2022. 
Uh, man, that was a, that was an old time low scoring game. And uh, I want to thank all the uh, the semi pro football guys and the semi pro uh, outdoor realm of football semi pro guys. David Martin getting me a lot of these APDFL scores. Want to also thank Solo Don Data Lynn getting me that EAFL result as well. And also special thanks to Coach Pedroza reporting to us on the Spartans game too. The Spartans unfortunately lost. Uh, Low-scoring game, the Savannah Falcons 5, the Jacksonville Spartans nothing, a final on Saturday, March 26th of 2022. Meanwhile, Argyle, they played their games on the west side of Jacksonville, Florida. I've been to one of their games, and um, they play in the EAFL as well. The Argyle Avengers 34, the Jacksonville Blackhawks nothing, the final score. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, talking about the Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, semi-pro football, Jacksonville Iceman hockey, and so much more. Uh, we are going to continue. We got uh, some concerts to talk about in North Florida Entertainment, so keep it right here. You're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I want to get to the NFL mod draft as well coming up, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> How about another Duval? Duval. It's a Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm your host, Scott. We are produced by Alex Nunnery and also JC. We're listened to in as many as 36 states and clear across the world. They're listening, could be listening anywhere and everywhere. France, uh, uh, Germany, Australia. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're listening in Ukraine. Probably not there, but uh, we certainly want to keep our prayers with the, the folks in Ukraine uh, in the recent Russian uh, the recent Russian invading of uh, Ukraine. Our prayers go out to those people, and that that's certainly a very difficult situation in Ukraine right now. But we do have people listening all across the world, all across the United States, as many as 36 states across the United States. Um, we're listening to all over the world, uh, Northern Ireland, the UK, London, Wales, what is that? Newport, Wales, uh, Bangladesh, uh, Brazil, uh, all over Canada, East Coast Canada, Ontario, Alberta, West Coast Canada. Um, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We're listening to clear all the way up to Montana as well. Of course, the biggest area that listens to us is the state of Florida, where there's probably as many as 30 or 40 cities, big and small cities, that listen to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So we appreciate you tuning in. The NCAA basketball tournament going on. I saw Gonzaga got knocked out of it by Arkansas the other night. I saw Duke won. So the NCAA March Madness continues on. Uh, was not... You know, for a lot of the SEC teams, they got knocked out quick, didn't they? You know, Florida didn't make the tournament. Florida got a new coach. Florida did uh, win an NIT game, and then they got knocked out of the NIT in the second round. 
Florida got knocked out by Xavier. Um, after Florida beat Iona, I believe, in the first round, then they got knocked out by Xavier in the second round. Florida's got a new basketball coach coming in, a young guy, 36 years of age. And um, and then, of course, uh, my goodness, Todd Golden, right? I almost forgot his name. Todd Golden, 36 years of age. He's at his press conference. He's a new Florida basketball coach. Florida's got a new football coach, Billy Napier. Getting ready for the spring game, I believe it's going to be on April 14th, Orange versus the Blue. That's always a big thing. I believe one of the SEC networks, um, you know, they've got two or three channels. One of those uh, channels will be covering it, or you can probably watch it online somewhere. Um, you know, I mentioned LaVisca Chenault a little bit earlier in the podcast, and we kind of go from back and forth to this to that. But LaVisca Chenault, who's probably got a figure on, hey, man, I, I got to win that that number three wide receiver role, or I might get traded out of Jacksonville. I just don't think the Jaguars are going to be offered what they want for LaVisca. You know, everybody wants more than, than what they're being offered. Right. You know, my, the best case scenario for me is I don't, I don't want to see the Jaguars trade LaVisca. I want to see him develop, get better, catch the ball, not drop the ball. And, uh, you know, let's hope that LaVisca Chenault develops into, you know, at least a number three wide receiver, you know, behind Marvin Jones Jr. and uh, Christian Kirk. Uh, Zay Jones may have something to say about it. He wants to be the number three guy. So you're kind of looking at your top four wide receivers right now is Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones Jr., uh, LaVisca Chenault perhaps, and uh, Zay Jones. And there's a few other guys on the roster, too, that we'll be, you know, talking about as well. Um, Brandon Linder, the center, is still contemplating retirement last we heard. So we'll see where that goes. Um, when we talk about the draft, the Jaguars, I hope they're going to go heavy offensive line with at least a pick or two in the first three rounds. Uh, defense alignment's not a bad thing either. There's been some of that talk bandied about as well, but I saw something the other day about an edge pass rusher being drafted. I'm not too keen on that. I mean, keen's a, keen is a funny word to use, right, when you do a podcast. But I've seen enough edge rushers drafted by the Jaguars. I know that you got the guy named, what's his first name, Aiden out of uh, Michigan. I think the Lions, the local, the local team, are interested in him because he played at Michigan. And there's been some rumors lately that, hey, Detroit might want to trade up from two to one to ensure that they, that they get the pass rusher. That would not be a bad trade for the Jaguars if they could get an extra pick because I don't think the Jaguars are going to draft the pass rusher. And that would just be an insurance deal where Detroit says, well, we want to make sure they don't pick him. You know, so that's that would be an interesting trade. That would be a trade if I'm Trent Baalke. Sean Khan and Doug Peterson, I would be all for that all day long, especially when they're going to draft the pass rusher because the Jaguars, in my mind, the Jaguars, in my mind, need to draft Evan Neal with the first pick. And we'll, we'll be talking more about that here on the podcast as well. Okay, back at it. Teal Shirt Report uh, podcast. Southern Steam going to be playing their home games in Macon, Georgia this year. They had been playing 
at the Ice and Sports Complex in Jacksonville near Phillips and Emerson. Uh, however, that venue not available anymore. The Iceman basically bought the entire Ice and Sports Complex where they're going to have practice, practice ranks. And I was thinking they might have a gift shop over there. I guess I'm going to have to go over there and take the tour of uh, that new um, that new Iceman uh, uh, ice and sports complex with the practice rinks, and I'll have to check that out sometime. We'll, we'll probably talk about that during our upcoming, hopefully upcoming interview with Bob Arablo real soon, hopefully in the next uh, couple of episodes. Um, the Iceman, though, uh, still looking good on the season in the East Coast Hockey League. Uh, 26 wins, 21 losses, plus nine overtime wins and just five overtime losses. So when you add all that up, it's like if you include the overtime games, that kind of makes the Iceman like um, 35 and 26, right? Because uh, they're straight up they're straight up wins, 26 wins, 21 losses, plus nine overtime wins and five overtime losses. The Iceman, the Jacksonville Iceman, have a grand total of 75 total points in the standings. And that is, I mean, that is a great thing. I mean, the Iceman having a good year in their fifth year. They played the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena, play in front of some really, really good crowds over there. And um, the Jacksonville Iceman down their fifth year really getting a uh, tremendous uh, following. So we're going to talk about um, – you know, we talk about a lot of things on the Tail Shirt Report podcast. Also, North Florida Entertainment. Uh, we're going to talk about concerts coming up, too. You know, we do check uh, concerts for the area for North Florida and surrounding areas as well. Let's pull up some concerts. We also have some reports coming up from Alex Nunnery, our BigJReport.com sports reporter and Teal Shirt Report. Uh, podcast producer, but let's pull up some concerts that we do have. And again, we are, you know, constantly updating the, the concerts at bigjreport.com on the website as well. Taking a look at some North Florida entertain, entertainment that we uh, do have. Uh, let's see here in the area. Let's pull up some shows. I know Casey and the Sunshine Band have been postponed, then they got rescheduled. Uh, they're coming up. In April, I do believe. Let's just pull up the shows, and I'll let you know what we got here. Um, let's see some of the uh, latest shows that are now scheduled. Now, we, we told you about Steely Dan some time ago. Um, Steely Dan was actually postponed last October back in 2021. Steely Dan has now been rescheduled for this summer, July the 20th of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. At the same location at the Times Union Performing Arts Moran Center here in Jacksonville, Florida. That'll be Steely Dan on July the 20th of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. At the same location it was previously scheduled for, and it will be rescheduled now for July the 20th of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m at the Times Union Performing Arts Moran Center in Jacksonville, Florida. Toto was in Jacksonville on March the 7th, so that show is already in the books. Let's take a look at some other shows uh, coming up. Kenny G rapidly coming up. Now, Kenny G, um, let's see, Kenny G plays that. What, is, what does Kenny G play? The saxophone, right? Kenny G 
And I think, you know, when I went to the Kenny G show, uh, he plays about four, I think it's about four different saxophones he leaves on the table, and then he'll go grab one and play a few songs of one, and then he goes to the next one. It's a good show. Check it out. Check out Kenny G. He's had some big songs over the years, too. Great music, especially if you, you know, like some some good uh, jazz music, some instrumental music. Kenny G on Friday, April the 1st of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. Great place to watch a show at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. KC and the Sunshine Band have rescheduled for Thursday, April the 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. Elton John and the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour in 2022 on Saturday, April the 23rd of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Vistar uh, Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. Same venue the Jacksonville Iceman play at. Also, the Who in concert uh, the very next day after Elton John. The Who in concert and coming to Jacksonville, Florida on Sunday evening, April the 24th of 2022 at 7.30 p.m. at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena. It's at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. The Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Show Wednesday night music request show from 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time and 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time and can be accessed at www.madmax.weebly.com. And you can also find the Mad Max Mix at bigjreport.com by going to the Neighbors 2 section or the Outside the Box section as well. Another show coming up, uh, Greta Van Fleet is a few months away. Also, Greta Van Fleet coming to Jacksonville, Florida in October, October 21st of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. Tickets are now on sale for Greta Van Fleet. Showtime and date, again, Friday, October the 21st of 2022 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. We do want to take a look. We do want to take a look at an NFL mock draft. We'll just pull one of the latest mock drafts up uh, to give you. We also have reports from Alex Nunnery coming up. So uh, please stand by and stay tuned. A lot more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Hey, we'll be right back. Hey, the last, um, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The last mock draft we did, I liked because it had the Jaguars getting Evan Neal, right? However, I've got a new one, and, you know, people are constantly coming out with new mock drafts. Uh, when things change, a team, maybe a team cuts a guy, signs a guy, and then maybe their needs maybe change a little bit. I'm going to pull up the CBS uh, mock draft for you right now, and I'm not a big fan of it. But we'll take a look at the CBS uh, mock draft and what they have. This is by, um, uh, it looks like the CBS mock draft is by a gentleman by the name of Tom Fornelli. And he did this draft uh, today. 
on Sunday as we record this, March 27th. Did this draft just like a couple of hours ago, a handful of hours ago. So let's take a look at what we have for the uh, the round one. Okay, here we go. This is the pick I'm not crazy about. Uh, if the Jaguars general manager Trent Baalke, Doug Peterson decided, hey, we're going to go with Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher, it would not excite me, but I would have to get behind it and pull for the player. Uh, he's about six foot seven, two hundred and sixty pounds. My contention is the Jaguars have drafted so many edge rushers over the year. Um, there's a little note in here by the gentleman that's uh, doing the uh, mock draft, saying, "I don't know if the Jaguars have fixed their offensive line and free agency." The answer to that is no, no. Jaguars have Andrew Norwell that's left and gone to Washington. There's a void at left guard. What are you going to do, stick Will Richardson out there? I, I think mainly, I think they're mainly more comfortable with Will Richardson as maybe a backup tackle, second or third string backup tackle. Or, man, I think Will Richardson can play a little bit of backup guard too. Um, but they've signed him for insurance, just like they've signed Tyler Shantley to be the backup center if Brandon Linder retires. With so many questions with Brandon Linder maybe retiring, with Andrew Norwell going to Washington, because remember, Brandon Sheriff, Brandon Sheriff is going to play on the right side as a right guard. So you still need a left guard. So I don't I don't really agree with Aiden Hutchinson. I believe you, you're going to get Evan Neal. That's what I would do. But it's not what I'm going to do. It's going to be what General Manager Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson collaborate on along with Shotgun and the front office currently in place for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the latest mock draft from the gentleman from CBS as of today on Sunday afternoon, March 27th, we're taking a look at the NFL mock draft from CBS round one. Um, the guy with CBS, uh, the gentleman I mentioned a moment ago, uh, Mr. Tom Fornelli, says he thinks the Jaguars are going to select uh, Aiden Hutchinson, and they could. And maybe some of this is being put out as, uh, hey, you know, a little potential trade bait. If the Lions want to move up to ensure they get Aiden Hutchinson, if they like him that much, if they need an ed edge rusher that much, that could be the that could be the scenario. The Jags uh, trade back with Detroit and get an additional pick somewhere. We'll see if that materializes on draft day or before draft day. Uh, but right now, we're taking a look at a different type of mock draft. It's different than the one we we did take a look at a mock draft on a previous episode, just an episode or two back. So please do listen to our previous episodes. I think you'll find them interesting and enlightening. And then it allows you to kind of understand the, the current and most up-to-date episodes even better. When you check out the previous episodes, if you miss an episode, by all means, go back and listen to them. They're all there, you know, on all of our, uh, you can go to our website, bigjreport.com. Uh, we're, we're continuously updating um, the website, adding more of the fresher um, current podcast to the website, which we're, we're actually still working on that, getting that up to date. Uh, but, you know, you can go to all of our, you know, we're on platforms, Anchor.fm, of course, the, the main platform. We're on Buzzsprout, um, you know, several different platforms. But go to our website to find us. 
Uh, if you go to the Neighbors 2 section on our website, you'll find actually the very latest podcast that we do uh, in the Neighbors 2 section. Scroll down and check that out. So go through our website like a fine-tooth comb, and you'll, you'll find different things going on. So the guy from CBS, Tom Fornelli, I mentioned his name, Tom Fornelli, for like a third or fourth time now. This is from him. It's not from me. He says, round one, first pick, Jaguars take Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher out of Michigan. Um, six foot seven, 260 pounds out of Michigan. And uh, he is a, he's apparently, he was a senior at Michigan. So he, he was there for a while. Um, then he's got Detroit picking second and picking a, an edge rusher in Kayvon Thibodeau. So what this is telling me, the Lions would like an edge rusher, whether it's Thibodeau, but maybe they would prefer Hutchinson even more. Maybe they trade up with the Jaguars a little bit to ensure themselves of getting Aiden Hutchinson if they like him that much. You know, I don't think he had the best game against Georgia in the uh, college football playoff. I'm just not excited about the Jaguars drafting another edge rusher. They've drafted many, haven't they? You know, from um, you know, from Josh Allen to the guy with the gold shoes, uh, Dante Fowler, a few years ago, um, to Calevon Chason, who some people feel has been an absolute bust. Let's get the safe guy. Let's get Evan Neal. He can play tackle. He can play guard. Why do you want? Why do you want to let the Houston Texans get him at number three? Because that's what the guy from CBS is saying. He's saying round one, first pick, Jaguars, Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher. Pick two, Detroit, Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher. And he's out of, um, let's see, he played at Oregon. That's a kid out of Oregon, about 6'4", 254. So actually, Aiden Hutchinson's a, a little bigger, uh, 6'7", 260. Man, he... Aiden Hutchinson, man, he must be a freak, man. 6'7", 260, edge rusher. He's a prospect. There's no doubt about that. And then, uh, so so CBS has the Jacks picking Aiden Hutchinson, number one. Kayvon Thibodeau goes to Detroit at number two. And then this is what I don't like. The Houston Texans picking third and getting Evan Neal, the guy that I want. When Evan Neal has played guard, I think he played guard in his first year at Alabama. He's versatile. He can come in and play guard, keep Cam Robinson at left tackle. And then when Cam Robinson gets hurt, as he's had a proficiency to do, he's, you know, at times might have a bad back or a stiff neck or something and cannot play. And that has been determined on all of a sudden during pregame warmups, you know, an hour or two before a game starts, all of a sudden Cam can't go. Then And you've made an investment with Cam. Cam Robinson has been franchise tagged, ladies and gentlemen, right? So he's going to play. As long as he's healthy, can play, practicing well, feels good, he's going to play at left tackle. Cam Robinson will rush to sign that franchise tag money because it basically means he's getting more money than he probably could get on the open market, would be my guess. So as long as you got Cam Robinson, and if you're going to draft Evan Neal to shore up the guard position and the future left tackle position, that's my feeling. Draft Evan Neal. He plays guard the first year. 
He might have to move over to left tackle when Cam gets a stiff neck or a stiff back or whatever happens. Or after another year of being franchise tagged, Cam Robinson might not be in the, on the roster in 2023, right? So Evan Neal would slide down and be your left tackle in year two. So right now, according to the CBS mock draft, they got Evan Neal going number three. Offensive lineman out of Alabama, 6'7", 337 pounds. Got to have him. Got to have him with the Jaguars. Do not let him Do not let him get away, Trent Baalke, GM Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson. Pick number four, the Jets, Ikem Ekawanu. He is out of North Carolina State, about 6'4", 310. He's another... Guy that can play tackle, offensive lineman. Uh, he's projected to be the fourth pick overall by the Jets. Pick number five, Jermaine Johnson, the second, another edge rusher. What are the Giants doing? Are they winning games? They better start winning games, right? They got a new coach over there. The offensive coordinator from Buffalo is taking that job. He's a guy that a lot of people, you know, thought the Jaguars might ought to grab, which, you know, I I think he's good with quarterbacks. But the Giants picking fifth in the draft, Jermaine Johnson, the second edge rusher out of <clears throat> Florida State, 6'5", 254. Okay. Carolina Panthers. They take the first quarterback of the draft, Kenny Pickett, a Pitt Panther out of Pittsburgh. He's about 6'3", 217. Pretty good size for a quarterback at the NFL level. But he's not highly thought of. And again, this is not a a really, a really tremendous quarterback draft. I'm seeing some highlights by Kenny Pickett. He, he can air the ball out and throw it. Um, the Giants pick him up, and I guess he's the quarterback in waiting after, after Daniel, right? Daniel's still on the team, right? And they're going to draft another quarterback. Okay. Um, my goodness. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me let me let me repeat. Let me let me let me backtrack a little bit. I'm talking about Kenny Pickett with Carolina, not with the Giants. The Giants already have Daniel, right? Daniel Jones. Gets confusing. So many teams, so many players. Let's go back to pick number five, first round. Jermaine Johnson, the second edge rusher from Florida State, going to the Giants. With pick five. Pick six. Now that's Kenny Pickett. Carolina Panthers. Not to be confused with the New York Giants as I did a moment ago. Carolina picks number six. Kenny Pickett, the quarterback out of Pitt. Throws a good throws a good ball. Maybe the top quarterback out of the draft. It's considered to be a lean or a thin quarterback draft class. So I'm glad we kind of got that all figured out. And I got it all straightened out. Kenny Pickett, the quarterback, is uh, could be the sixth pick, according to this mock draft by the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Giants have another pick at number seven. Maybe that's why I got confused with the Giants a little bit. The Giants have uh, pick number seven. Boy, the Giants. Um... Wow, the Giants. Get this pick from the Chicago Bears. Going to pick Kyle Hamilton, maybe the best safety on the board, right? Out of Notre Dame, a junior, 6'4", 220. He is a safety. 
220 pounds, long, lean guy, 6'4", about 220. The Giants um, picking a safety in the two picks earlier. They get him an edge rusher. The Giants are, according to CBS, they're planning to work on the defense in the first round. How about the Falcons? Oh, here we go. Round one, pick eight, the Falcons. Drum roll, please. The new era of the Atlanta Falcons begins as they have, you know, they, they've in the offseason now. Well, there's never an offseason in the NFL. But earlier this month, uh, they traded their, their quarterback that they've had for years, Matt Ryan. They traded him to the Colts uh, for, I believe, a draft pick and a bag of balls, maybe. A draft pick, right? So the Falcons are picking in the number eighth position in the first round. Here we go. This guy may be a project. Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. Six foot one, 219 pounds. He was coached in college by Mr. Hugh Freeze, right? So round one, pick eight, the Atlanta Falcons may go for Malik Willis. A little bit of a project. You know, the Falcons have picked up Marcus Mariota. This would tell me that Malik Willis, Willis probably won't start at least in the early going of the season. Marcus Mariota gets a chance to start with Malik Willis as a project, maybe waiting in the wings. So now we go to pick nine, first round Seattle Seahawks. Charlie Cross, offensive line, Mississippi State, sophomore. Um, 6'5", 307 pounds. Offensive lineman Charles Cross from Mississippi State picked in round one. Pick number nine, actually. Let's do one more. The Jets get another pick in the first round. Pick a number 10. Ahmad Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. A junior, six foot three, 190 pounds. A cornerback. So that gives you some of the first 10 selections. Again, CBS seems to think the Jaguars are enamored with um, Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher. I don't think that's going to be the pick. But that's CBS's guess at this point, saying that the Jaguars, you know, have shored up the offensive line by signing a guard, right guard, Brandon Sheriff. However, the left side's got a problem because Andrew Norwell left, and you want to shore up the left side almost as much as the right side. You got Brandon Linder, who may retire the center. You got Tyler Shatley that was signed by the Jaguars, the backup center, could started center perhaps for you if you needed him to or you could you know the Jags maybe later on in the third round draft a center third round earlier third round later so that's what we're kind of looking at I think you got to go early and often with the offensive line you're still building this offensive line for your quarterback Trevor Lawrence you're all everything all world prospect quarterback Trevor Lawrence who might if he's handled properly, the offensive line is built up well around him and he got a couple of playmakers, he could still possibly be the top prospect at quarterback since John Elway back in the early to mid-1980s. So that's kind of a look at it. I kind of stumbled through it a little bit uh, because you know, I guess the Giants caught me by surprise because they had a couple of picks in there. Looks like the first quarterback could be Kenny Pickett by the Carolina Panthers at uh, pick six. Falcons at number eight. Do they do they go after Malik Willis out of Liberty? 
Um, and then, of course, you know, the third quarterback, you're thinking about the Ole Miss quarterback, right? Thinking about the guy who originally signed with Florida. Uh, then when Dan Mullen come in, decided to go to Ole Miss. And uh, he got an injury in the bowl game. Could hurt his draft stock a little bit. And I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even seeing him, the Ole Miss quarterback in the first round. But we could, we could, we could talk mock drafts all day, couldn't we, when it comes to the Jaguars and the NFL. Let me pull up, let me see his, uh, let's see, the quarterback after Pickett, Malik Willis. We don't know where there'll be a run on quarterbacks, how many teams are going to draft a quarterback early, because a lot of people aren't really, uh, liking this quarterback class. I see the Saints. They think the Saints are going to pick a wide receiver. They did re-sign uh, Jameis Winston, right? Yeah. Uh, Green Bay drafts a wide receiver with pick 22. Chris Olave, uh, who played at Ohio State wide receiver, about six foot, 187 pounds. And... Uh, the quarterback I'm talking about is Matt Corral. I see Buffalo at number 25, picking um, a defensive lineman out of Minnesota. Senior, six foot four, 265 pound defensive lineman uh, Boye Mafe out of uh, Minnesota. You know, I'm not seeing Matt Corral. Let's see. I'm still looking. I'm seeing. And even Detroit picks a quarterback at number 32. They got an extra pick in round one. They they might try to trade with the Jaguars if they just got to have the, the the pass rusher, the edge rusher, um, Aiden, um, Aiden Hutchinson. So Detroit's got some extra picks. But I don't see Matt Corral in the first round of this mock draft. Um, there were rumors that maybe Pittsburgh might be interested in uh, Matt Corral, that they've got to get a replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. So that's kind of what we got on the uh, mock draft front. We are going to check in uh, with Alex Nunry. Alex uh, mentioned his pediatrician from years ago when Alex was a kid. And if I can pronounce the guy's name, I believe he listens to us now, Larry Mastrogenakis. That's Larry Mastrogenakis. We're going to put him on our shout-out list, along with a lot of other great folks that listen in uh, to the program. Uh, Mr. John Naylor, want to say hello to you. Um, you know, we want to thank everybody. Ray Jenny, Tony Lee, C.J. Foreman, David Martin, who gets a lot of the APDFL semi-pro football results to us. Enrique Crumbs. Enrique Crumbs, uh, indoor football and semi-pro football player. Also, George Bowen, John Naylor, Bob Martin, who I worked with at a couple of different radio stations, at a couple of different radio station stops in my my over-20-year radio career. want to thank Bobby Ide for listening. Comedian Miller Mark up in New York. JC, our, our uh, Teal Shirt Report uh, podcast producer, JC. And also, Alex is one of our producers, too. Uh, Mary Lou Halub, a, a good listener to the uh, podcast, Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider who does the Mad Max mix, .weebly.com, Wednesday night music request show. It's an internet radio music request show on Wednesday nights, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time. That's Mad Max. 
listens to our podcast and also does that um, that really really cool uh, Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Wednesday night music request show at madmaxmix.weebly.com. I want to say hello to our classmate Rusty Kane. Larry Saucer, classmate and really good sponsor of the BigJReport.com, Saucer Realty and Capital. Big George Bowen, who's been playing some spring football uh, with the Dunedin Pirates. I understand he's going to hop on the Southern Steam roster. Southern Steam's going to play their their home games, I believe, in Macon, Georgia this year is what I was told by uh, the owner of the Southern Steam and head coach, Bobby Damerol. I want to say hello to our classmate, Mike Pate. Randall Pogue, who listens in, I believe he lives in Texas, but he travels a good bit. Randall Pogue, one of our really good listeners and a good member of our BigJReport.com Facebook group. Jack Sharkman, hello to you. Uh, Listening in, my Uncle Buddy up in, uh, uh, I believe he's, Uncle Buddy's up in Gadsden, originally from Jacksonville. Raymond Bureau, the voice of Trinity Christian High School, Football. They won a couple of state championships in the last two years, one in AAA. Then they went down to AA and won that state title, too. Raymond Bureau also does basketball for Trinity Baptist College's basketball team. He does some UNF baseball stuff, even some public address work. Raymond Bureau, I've always called him, I told Alex one time, I, I called him the Paul Bunyan of uh, high school sports broadcasting, but he does some college games as well so we appreciate everybody uh tuning in uh my good friend um you know larry cole in apopka florida i've kind of i've kind of nicknamed him um the honorable governor of apopka florida he's also the jimmy buffett the uh, jimmy buffett of facebook we, we call him as well mad max hello to you our georgia bulldog football insider Larry Cole, a big Florida Gator fan, so is Alex Nunnery. What's kind of cool about our, you know, our website, our BigJReport.com Facebook group, we got fans from Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Florida State, and we appreciate all you guys tuning in uh, to the podcast as well. We've got some reports coming up. Most of Alex Nunnery's reports, I believe, right now are on high school baseball. Let's check in with our BigJReport.com uh, sports uh, sports reporter, Alex Nunnery. And uh, Alex had told me about uh, Larry Mastrogenakis. Uh, I, I know I didn't pronounce it right, Larry. I'm doing my best. Larry uh, Mastrogenakis, one of our new listeners of our podcast. We've got him on our shout-out list. And Alex, if I mispronounced his name, let me know how to say it. We'll try to do better next time around. But Larry, I'll call you Larry M., uh, today, Larry M., thank you for tuning in. We're going to check in with Alex Nunnery now and get some of Alex Nunnery's uh, reports. He's our BigJReport.com sports reporter, also a producer of our Teal Shirt Report podcast. And uh, let's join Alex Nunnery now in some of his reports. I believe most of Alex's reports today uh, will be on high school baseball uh, from throughout North Florida and surrounding areas. Here now is Alex Nunnery, our BigJReport.com sports reporter. Alex, ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Alex Nunnery. I am the sports reporter for BigJReport.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here in downtown Green Cove Springs, Florida at CB Bulls 
Stadium of the Clay High School. Home of the Clay High School Blue Devils. For a terrific baseball game between the visiting Bartram Trail Bears and the Clay High School Blue Devils. The Bears, their head coach, are their very own Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the Blue Devils, head coach is their very own Josh Persinger. The Blue Devils, they come into this game at 8 and 3, while the Bears come into tonight's game at 8 and 5. The Bears, they come off a nice 11 to 4 win last win this past Wednesday two days ago versus West Broward. The Blue Devils come off a 3 to 2 loss last Friday night at Tampa Catholic. The Blue Devils are 8 and 3, ladies and gentlemen. Let's introduce some of the stars from the Blue Devils. You have UNF commit, the starting pitcher tonight, Mr. Brandon Adams. And you have the Alabama commit, one of the best outfielders in the country. Not only in the state of Florida, but in the country, a really good left-handed hitter. And Alabama commit, Max Williams. For the Bears, you have one of the best freshmen in the country. A UF Gator commit, Jacob Kendall. For the Bears, you also have one of the best juniors in the country. A Notre Dame commit, Brody DeLamalur. For the Bears, you have one of the best sophomores in the country. A USF commit, Colt Myers. Also, you have Anthony Saliba, one of the best catchers in the country. You also have Ethan Galimo, a Keystone College commit. Ashton Pokal, a University of Tampa commit. Noah Wood, a FSCJ commit. Bryce Kemper, a FSCJ commit. Alex Lodis, a UNF commit. And you have Hunter Pankey, a Stetson commit, and also, ladies and gentlemen, you have one of the best first basemen in the country, a JU commit, Justin Nado, Nado for the Bears. Once again, this is the Teal Shirt Report podcast, a part of a Big J Report, a part of a Big J Report.com production. On the mound tonight for the Clay Blue Doubles is a right-handed pitcher, a UNF Osprey commit, Brandon Adams. And on the mound for the Bears tonight is a right-handed pitcher. That's a Stetson Hatters commit, Hunter Painkey. Panky for the Bears, Adams for the Blue Devils. Panky a Stetson commit, Adams a UNF Osprey commit. Ladies and gentlemen, also for the Bears, you have a really good outfielder 
a Edward Waters College commit, Jack Zopko. Logan Wilson touches them all. The Blue Devils, Wilson and Tallahassee Community College. Commit. Tyler Mills for the Blue Devils with a home run as well. It's it's 2-0 Clay. And then bottom of the third inning. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Bears have taken a lead. The Gator commit, Jacob Kendall, with a sack fly to give the Bears the lead. He's a 2025 commit to Florida. He's a tremendous athlete and a heck of a student as well. Five star player of the year last year runs a 60 yard dash in 7.04 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. If this score holds 3 2, Noah Wood, a Florida State College of Jacksonville commit, would get the win. Also, another commit for the Bears, you have Jesse Morrell, a USF. Bulls commit. We go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Let's go. Leaving out to the Blue Devils. Number three. Here. At Rob Thompson Field of, of Clay High School. Ladies and gentlemen, the seventh inning is the final inning of high school baseball. Unless the Blue Devils take the lead. But ladies and gentlemen, at high school baseball, they play seven innings. Whereas MLB in college, they play nine innings. The first out for the Bears is a pop fly catch by their second baseman and leadoff hitter number one, Ethan. Galimo, Galimo, a Keystone College commit. Keystone College, ladies and gentlemen. A very good Division II college up in Pennsylvania. Play down to their final out. Noah Wood with a strikeout for the Bears. He is going to play his college baseball at Florida State College of Jacksonville at Howard Rowe Field. The batter for the Blue Devils with two outs is an Alabama commit. A senior, one of the best left-handed hitters in the country, Max Williams. The St. John's Country Day Spartans. One again tonight. The Spartans won 12-2 over Oakley. Brad Hodges with a home run. He was also 3-for-3, ladies and gentlemen. He is one of the best pitchers and hitters in the country. 
He's a Virginia commit with five home runs and a 1.00 ERA. The Bears come from behind 3-2, to two, come from behind 2 nothing, and defeat the Blue Devils 3-2. to two. Noah Wood, the winning pitcher. Caleb Allender with the final out. He caught the final out, I should say. The Bears, next game, Tuesday at Bartram versus Bishop Kenny. The Bears, next home game after that, Thursday at Bartram versus their rivals, Creekside Knights. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Teal Show Report podcast, a part of a BigJReport.com production. My name is Alex Nunnery. I'm the sports reporter for BigJReport.com. As ladies and gentlemen, we are here in downtown Jacksonville. Right next to the Heart Bridge at the Episcopal School of Jacksonville for a terrific baseball game between the visiting Ace Griffins from Macon, Georgia and the home team, the Episcopal Eagles from right here in Jacksonville. Ace, the Academy Class of Education. Academy for Classical Education. Griffins head coach is Josh McClendon. The Griffins located in Macon, Georgia, were in the final four for Georgia baseball last year. While the Eagles, the Griffins come in to today's game at nine and six, following a four to three loss. A five to three loss over Baker County this morning. While the Eagles, they come into today's game at five and five. The Eagles head coach is one of the greatest coaches, Mike Jones. The star players for the Eagles. You have Notre Dame commit Hunter Russell. You have Sam Ferd commit Hayden Perry. You have Central Florida commit. College of Central Florida commits Austin Epley and Ian Moore. Yeah, and Episcopal had a big lead in that one. And Alex, uh, thank you um, for your baseball reports from Alex Nunnery, our BigJReport.com sports reporter. He's also our producer of the Children Report podcast along with JC. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Larry Mastrogenakis, thank you for listening in. We got you on our shout-out list now with a lot of other folks. Um, Also, David Martin, we appreciate those APDFL results. We may also hit up the semi-pro football results again. 
uh, before we get out of here on episode show number 15 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, we appreciate each and every one of you uh, tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast and a lot more coming up. Hey, thank you for your reports, Alex Nunnery on high school baseball. We understand Episcopal got way out in front of that game. So congratulations to Episcopal. They got a pretty good baseball program, and Alex has been covering some some other uh, high school baseball games as well. So thank you so much for that report, Alex. Also want to uh, say hello to Larry Mastrogenakis. Hope we got the name right this time, listing in. Uh, to our podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, our shout-out list includes Ray Jenny. Uh, also, my my uncle Buddy lives up in uh, Gadsden. We appreciate him tuning in. Tony Lee's got a really nice-looking uh, teal and black mask, a big Jaguars fan. Tony Lee wore that in the Colts game, the last game of the season. So we say hello to Ray Jenny, C.J. Foreman, uh, David Martin, who's been giving us APDFL football results. We appreciate that, David. He's a long time. He's been a long time semi-pro football player, playing on the line of scrimmage, uh, played with the Panhandle Crusaders for a number of years in, in their glory years, and and uh, hopefully they're going to get back to uh, playing in the league um, next year as well. Enrique Crumbs uh, plays indoor football, outdoor football. Enrique uh, Crumbs is basically a hybrid linebacker. We always appreciate him listening into the podcast. George Bowen plays for the Destin Pirates. And we understand is going to be uh, playing for the Southern Steam again. The Southern Steam will be home-based in Macon, Georgia this year because they lost access to the Ice and Sports Complex because the Jacksonville Icemen and bought the ice and sports complex. I believe they've turned it into more practice ice hockey rinks. And I'm going to have to go by there and take the tour because I think they might even have a gift shop over there. I'm going to check it out. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to interview uh, Bob Arabolo with the Jacksonville Iceman. You know, in the next sometime in the next uh, uh, the next few podcasts that we do. I want to say hello to John Naylor. He helps us out a lot with scores and updates on our BigJReport.com Facebook group. So a special hello to John Naylor, George Bowen, Bob Martin, who we worked with in a couple of uh, radio stops over the years. Uh, I want to say hello to Bobby Ide, one of our real good listeners. He's also a member of our Facebook group. And JC, one of our BigJReport.com freelance uh, sports reporters. JC also a... Uh, well, he's, he's also part of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, being one of our producers, as is Alex Nunry. Uh, Mary Lou Halub, a good listener. Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider. Mad Max also does the Mad Max Mix, the madmaxmix.weebly.com, the Internet Radio Wednesday Night Music Request Show, 6 to 8 Central Time. 7 to 9 Eastern Time. Also want to say hello to our classmate Rusty Kane. Uh, also, classmate Larry Saucer, one of our good sponsors with the Teal Shirt Report podcast and BigJReport.com with Saucer Realty and Capital. Again, want to say hello to Big George Bowen, Mike Pate, our classmate Randall Pogue, who lives in Texas, listens into the podcast, also is in our BigJReport.com Facebook group. Want to say hello to Jack Sharkman, listening in as well, comedian Miller Mark up in New York. 
Gerald Rogers in our BigJReport.com Facebook group. Hello to Gerald Rogers. Want to say hello to my uh, my uncle Buddy up in the Gadsden, Alabama area. He's originally uh, from Jacksonville, Florida, of course. And uh, again, want to thank all of you for listening in. Ray Jenny, Tony Lee, C.J. Foreman, David Martin. We appreciate you keeping us up to date on uh, things for the uh, Facebook group, our website. And, you know, of course, um, you know, our website, our Facebook group, and the Teal Shirt Report podcast as well. Real quickly, going to run down some semi-pro football APDFL results from David Martin. He told us about the Pensacola Jets playing a real close game. Pensacola Jets 28, the Georgia Knowles 26. And I believe that game was in overtime also. Uh, but the final score was the Pensacola Jets 28, the Georgia Knowles 26, the final, plus other scores across the APDFL, Columbus, Georgia Storm 19, the Florida Falcons 6, the final score. Um, again, that's the Columbus, Georgia Storm 19, the Florida Falcons 6, a final. I believe the Florida Falcons play right here in Jacksonville. I believe at the Bowl School is where they've been playing some of their home games. These games were played on Saturday night, March 26th of 2022. Other scores in the APDFL, the Crescent City Kings 31, the Mississippi Dynasty 26, the Crescent City Kings, uh, the defending APDFL champions, Crescent City Kings 31, Mississippi uh, Dynasty 26, the final, the Bayou or Bayou, Lavam Cardinals 21, the Alabama Blackhawks 17, a final on Saturday night, March 26th of 2022. Also in the EAFL, the Argyle Avengers 34, the Jacksonville Blackhawks nothing, the final. Um, also in EAFL, semi-pro football action, the Savannah Falcons 5, the Jacksonville Spartans nothing, very low-scoring game on Saturday, March 26th, an old-time low-scoring game. And uh, so that's some of the scores that we do have from uh, semi-pro football. Um, you know, also I had a chance to talk to David Martin. I was going to go back and take a look at uh, that score. He did tell me that uh, the score between Pensacola, just wanted to double-check this, the Pensacola Jets and the Georgia Knowles, that was an overtime. Pensacola Jets 28, the Georgia Knowles 26. A great game in the APDFL semi-pro outdoor football league. That's going to do it for this uh, episode of the Teal Shirt Report. Talking Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, other area sports. Thank you for tuning in. I want to thank my producers, Alex Nunnery, and also JC. Hey, if I missed you on the shout-out list, we'll get you on there next time around. Next time we do the shout-out list. Uh, which we try to do on most episodes of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening. We've been brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Also, sponsors include Saucerility, LakeUfallHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good, and the Mad Max Mix, the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com, great uh, internet music request show on Wednesday nights from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Uh, Central Time, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time with Mad Max, who's also our Georgia Bulldog football insider. But he also does um, a really good job on the internet radio music request show on Wednesday nights 
from 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Mad Max, we appreciate you listening uh, to our podcast as well. And we want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Teal Shirt Report podcast. This has been episode show number 15, season number three. And again, a special thank you to our podcast producers, Alex Nunnery, who helps us produce the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I want to thank Alex Nunnery and also our other producer, JC. My name is Scott, your host of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And I'm out. We'll see you next time. This has been episode show number 15 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, season number three. And uh, we'll be back in a few minutes or a few hours, depending on when you tune back into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, thank you for listening. My name's Scott, and I am really out this time. Take care.